0: Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, Hank Feldman, owner of Performance Plus Tire and Automotive Superstore, and Laura Dowd, Long Beach City Auditor, as we continue our 20th anniversary season. Closed captioning provided by Scan Health Plan.
1: expressed in the following program do not
0: necessarily reflect the views of Charter Communications nor its sponsors. We recognize our obligation to present opposing points of view by responsible spokespersons. For information, please contact the director of program. She stands in the face of evil and will not lose her hope or faith. Uh-huh.
1: Art Levine.
0: Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a great show for you tonight. Our first guest is Hank Feldman, owner of Performance Plus Tire and Automotive Superstore. Hank, welcome to our show. Thank you for having me. Performance Plus is one of our quality sponsors. And in the Straight Talk magazine, which is available throughout town, we do have a sponsor directory. We're very proud of all of our sponsors and none more so than Hank And Ricky and uh, his partner, Ricky and Performance Plus. Uh, uh, Tell us what Performance Plus does. Well, we're we're in the
1: tire business. Actually, this is our 40th anniversary coming up this year. Congratulations. Uh, We're a full-service tire store here in Long Beach. We we do tires, brakes, automotive repair. Uh, we sell custom wheels. We also have a, uh, a national, an international Internet business that is very robust, and we uh, have a, a segment of our business that we specialize in, the uh, custom car segment of, of, of the uh, industry.
0: And you've been in business 40 years. Now, that says something to me. Anyone who's business, been in business for 40 years must be doing something right. And your slogan is, if we don't take care of our customer, someone else will.
1: That's correct, and I, we, we live and die by that.
0: Well, let me just put in a plug. Uh, We're proud of all of our sponsors, none more so than Performance Plus. If you need tires or wheels or anything, go to Performance Plus. There is no other place to go in Long Beach, and people come from outside of Long Beach, right on Cherry Avenue. They give you great service. Tell them that uh, Art sent you, and uh, they'll give you a cup of coffee or something. Absolutely. Uh, And Hank is very... Uh, involved in the community outside of the business or through the business. And tell us about your upcoming uh, uh, event on November 20th. Well, this year is going to be our 14th annual f- uh,
1: food drive uh, servicing the community, and I, we're really proud of that. Uh, last year, we fed over 500 families with uh, 1,500 boxes of food, and a lot of the families were also able to provide a supermarket script. And this year, we hope to even uh, uh, be able to feed more families. And, it, it, and this event grew from... 14 years ago, when my, my wife and I, my, our youngest son was in the Cub Scouts, and we decided to do a little, do a little food drive with the Cub Scouts. So it's kind of a little mini-industry for us. We've, uh, we've gotten our vendors involved. Uh, we have the uh, Long Beach uh, Motor Patrol Association, is a big part of it, the Long Beach Model T Club. And uh, we've also, because it's become so... Uh, so big, we've decided that we want to incorporate another component to it. So four years ago, we began this, what we call our Hot Rod Happening, which is a car show that we have on our lot on the Sunday before Thanksgiving. And this year it's on Sunday, November 20th. And what that does is allows us to... uh, to get a bunch of car enthusiasts down there and help us pack these 1,500 boxes of food that, that uh, is a, an assembly line type production. Uh, last year we did
0: it in almost four hours,
1: which was great.
0: And I've been to some of their hot rod gatherings, and they have quite a collection of Chevys and Fords back from the 50s and 60s. It's, it's a great collection. It's a lot of fun, and sometimes you have a barbecue associated with that. That's
1: correct. Yeah, we do two other events like this a year also.
0: Well, I don't know about you guys, but uh, uh, when I see uh, a business person who not only runs their business but also is involved in the community and gives back to the community, uh, this is just one of the many ways that Hank is involved in this community, that says a lot to me about the business and that person, and I look to that. So I encourage you to look at the sponsor directory in our magazine, and uh, you can do yourself a favor. <clears throat> by patronizing uh, some of those uh, quality sponsors in our magazine, Hank, tell us why you got involved in community service.
1: Well, it it, it started actually, uh, you know, many years ago. We uh, when the LA riots came along, we, we we were we had a bunch of stores burned down, and we were also very involved in the communities. At that point, uh, we were we had some inner city stores, and I and. And after that event, I just felt God, was I not doing enough? And then I I came here to Long Beach and I, I recognized the diversity that this town has. And I love Long Beach, it's like the biggest little city and that
0: is exactly what Long Beach is. And,
1: and when we started this food drive, and as it grew, <laughs> I felt it was important that we that we reach out to every community in Long Beach. We, in other words, we, we give food to the Cambodian community, the, the African American community, the community, the Hispanic community, the the, uh, the Pacific Islander community, uh, the, Jew, uh, the Jewish community uh, through the Jewish Federation. So, uh, and it, it's just been my, my passion. I believe that all businesses that that, that, that live. And I live in Long Beach also. Uh, or the, but that are involved in the communities need to give back to the community. I think it's important. I mean, uh, uh, we, we, need to, we need to help our communities thrive. So in, in turn, we were able to stay in business. But I just think it's the right thing to do also.
0: And I think businesses increasingly are realizing that it's more than just ROI and uh, yearly profits, uh, triple bottom line, people, profits, and the environment. And enlightened businesses are moving in the direction that you've been in for many years.
1: Well, thank you. And uh, I just think that it's, it's just so critical. And ironically, it can be done on any level. I mean, this, this uh, food drive kind of evolved to this mega event. But, you know, any, you, if you're a home business, everyone can do something. And if, if everyone <laughs> just did something, I think every community would, 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 would prosper even more.
0: And that's our slogan. Each of us can make a difference. Hank Velman, thank you so much for joining
1: us. Well, thank you for having me.
0: We're back with more of our show after these messages.
3: Supported by Edison International. This is Audrey Kerr, sharing with you just one of the 100 centennial moments we chose to mark this special occasion. Oil extraction in the harbor once caused the ground to sink by as much as 30 feet or more in some parts of the harbor. The solution to this subsidence, pumping salt water into the ground to keep it from sinking, is considered by all an engineering wonder.
0: We're back, joined now by the Long Beach City Auditor, Laura Dowd. Welcome back, Laura. Thank
2: you. It's always a pleasure.
0: I believe this is your seventh visit, uh, first time as a candidate running for this office, and then you've been good enough to come each year for the last six years with kind of an annual report consistent with your concept of accountability. So thank you for that. Well, I
2: appreciate that. Thank you for having me back each year. It's always a pleasure to reach out to the public and let them know what we're doing.
0: Our first segment dealing with volunteerism and Hank Feldman, I know that's something near and dear to your heart.
2: Yes, it is. Thank you. and What a nice segment that was, and appreciate all of his volunteerism throughout uh, the community. And as you know, I was uh, good friends with Mark Bixby. Uh, I met him in seventh grade at J- Hill Junior High School. And uh, he's just an extraordinary individual who has volunteered so much of his time, energies, talent, skills, intellect, and devoted so much of himself to the community. And uh, he's, uh, you know, uh, quite an inspiration to me.
0: Mark was a great loss to our community, and you're absolutely right. He he did so much for so many.
2: He really did.
0: Well, uh, city budget time has rolled around again, and uh, uh, the city has faced... Uh, THE NEED to, TO CUT SOME 18 MILLION, BUT IT, it LOOKS LIKE IT'S uh, a BIT THAT BULLET.
2: YES, it, THE CITY IS MAKING GOOD PROGRESS. YOU KNOW, IT SEEMS LIKE EVERY YEAR THAT I COME BACK TO TALK TO YOU ABOUT THE BUDGET, <laughs> It's a a problem that the city continues to face. I think it will continue to face as there's uncertainty nationwide with the uh, the housing market and unemployment and consumer confidence and so forth. So as that uncertainty exists, our revenues continue to uh, slow down and they're not exactly where they should be or where we'd like them to be. Um, But, you know, we as city leaders really uh, need to come together to make sure that we are uh, as efficient and effective as possible, making sure that we're collecting all the money that's due to the city, and making sure that we're using the taxpayers' dollar, of, you know, the best uh, to get the best value for them. And, you know, in um, response to the to your question, I think one of the biggest, uh, sig- most significant events that's taken place in, in the city over the past year is the the POA deal with. Um, the city council and the mayor, yes with the pension reform that the POA did agree to pay their employee portion contribution of their pension costs, which was which was huge. It was great. Um, their con their contract wasn't open at the time, but they came to the table, they met with the mayor, uh the mayor met with the city council and together the whole uh team came to an agreement for the POA, all of the police union, to pay their total portion of their employee contribution to their pension costs. And as you know, this was a recommendation the mayor made a year ago, and uh, it has now come to fruition. So I, it's a great victory for both sides, a great win for the community as a whole. Has will save the city an enormous amount of money. and uh, In the future. Yes, in the future, that's right. And um, I just would like to applaud all of them for a job well done.
0: Well, I think there's something very aesthetically satisfying about Employees, not just the police, but all employees paying the employee share of the pension. The the city pays its share, but for a bunch of historical reasons, in many cases, the city was picking up a lot, if not all, of the employee share. That just simply should not be. If it's the employee's share, they should pay it.
2: That's right, exactly, and the police have come to the table, and they now are. And I'd like to also add that our office, um, we have also come to the table, and my employees in my department, were also paying our employees' share as well.
0: Well, uh, you have also uh, conducted some audits, and you mentioned the importance uh, in tight budgetary times, but really even in flush times. That's right. There's no reason to waste money just because it's rolling in. Thank you. And I might say again that the vote of the Long Beach City Council some 10 plus years ago to increase pensions by 30% cause there was some extra money in PERS one of the worst decisions and unsupportable decisions made by the council and I would hope that if someone like you were in office at that time you would have opined mm-hmm. that this was not a wise thing to do
2: yes you do and a significant amount of money as that is you always want to be as uh, frugal as possible so yes.
0: Well, I know that Proposition D passed, uh, Measure D passed a year ago to change the formula for port transfers from five uh, percent of net prof, ten uh, percent of net profits to five percent of gross revenue. Yes. And that money goes to the tidelands fund. Yes. And tell us uh, some of the audits that you've done.
2: Well, thank you. Yes, uh, we wanted to make sure that our <coughs> city's tidelands fund is operating just as efficiently as uh, the general fund and all of the funds. So we did look at some audits this past year in the Thailand's fund and one of those was the marina rebuild. As you know uh, the marina, the Alamitos marina rebuild has been in the planning stages for forever. Yeah, forever, basically over 10 years. And so we wanted to make sure that they had a solid financial plan on how they were going to pay for it because they were in the process of incurring approximately 90 million dollars worth of debt. So we wanted to make sure that the marina fund within the Thailand's fund was uh, sustainable. That could sustain that kind of debt, and we found that uh, that they didn't. They did not have a solid financial plan on how they were going to pay that debt back.
0: So as a result of that, they have segmented the rebuild into phases, and the first phase has just started, Mm -hmm. and they can pay for that.
2: Yes, exactly right. So they've um, reconsidered their debt capacity and what they could handle. They have phased in the project according to funding that they have, and they've also put the city treasurer over... Uh, the finances to monitor them to ensure that everything is on, on schedule.
0: Well, I've always felt and I've said publicly before that having an independently elected city auditor like Long Beach does, one of the few cities that does, is a good thing. And here's another example of why that is. Thank you. And we'll be back with more of our show after these messages. <music> Continue this great conversation with Long Beach City Auditor Laura Dowd. Laura, I understand you have a new, improved website.
2: Yes, we do. Thank you. And uh, we encourage the public to come visit our website at www.cityauditorlauradowd.com. It has some new features there. Uh, One of the things I committed to do when I took office was to make sure that we post all of our audits online so that the people can see what we're doing we want to be easily accessible to the public so our names our phone numbers our email addresses on the way they can in, you know the public can contact us um, is all on there so that we really do want to encourage the public to contact our office we're like we mentioned in the last segment auditing is always about i mean it's about finding ways of doing things better. How can we do better as a city? If the public has ideas on how we can function better as a city government, we want their ideas, we want their suggestions, and this is a way that they can call us and get in contact with us. That's
0: great. So the actual audits are posted on the website? Yes,
2: our actual audits are posted. Fantastic.
0: And I understand also the auditing process is described on your website. Yes.
2: A lot of people, um, auditing is a little mysterious. Yes, to some people. So. We have a new segment that talks about the process of the audit. It's very user-friendly. There's easy navigation throughout the, um, throughout the website. There's frequently asked questions on there. auditing has sort of its own lingo sometimes, so there's yeah. frequently asked questions and so forth. We do again, just encourage the public to visit the website. and: check That's it out.
0: wonderful. And of course, as you've mentioned before, if you are aware of any fraudulent activities taking place in the city of Long Beach, you can report them to the city auditor's fraud hotline, one eight 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 fraud zero seven, and there's total anonymity. Yes. And uh, you can uh, put the city auditor's office in touch with something that may save the city money.
2: Yes. Thank you. We have zero tolerance for fraud, so we encourage the community, citizens, vendors, employees, if they suspect fraud to call us and so we can investigate it
0: well you not only run for public office you also run and here's our city auditor running in a recent long beach marathon uh, she is an expert runner and i understand next year you'll be running in the boston marathon
2: yes it's i'm um, very thankful for the opportunity to do that that's something i've wanted to do for quite a while as you know we've talked about running before and Running is such a great outlet for me to wake up early in the morning, to have the fresh, you know, mornings, to um, to get your, your mind and your body invigorated for the day. It really does energize me. So I feel so much, uh, my mind is much more clear, I'm more happy yeah. and energetic. So. And last
0: year you ran in the Long Beach Marathon, and I remember uh, you talked about that as a metaphor for life, that... Uh, People along the route were helping you, and Mm -hmm. just describe that again because that was so moving to me.
2: Oh well, thank you. Uh, I think you know, in life, we all set goals uh, and what we want to accomplish. As we set goals and work for towards them, that's one thing I love about running. You can see the improvement and the results of what hard work does. And as um, you know, life is like a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's it's a it's a, it's a a distance, you go the distance. Times get tough, we hit walls, um, but you just work through them, you get through them. And there are aid stations along the way, people available to help, not only with your physical needs, with your emotional and lifting your spirits. I can't tell you how great it helps my spirit when uh, you have a friend or someone cheering for you that you can do it. And so that's uh, very helpful along the marathon path. And I think also in our own lives, that we can, we you know, need to be reminded to be an aid to others that are in need of, of help, to reach out and help those when they're feeling down. So.
0: Very, very beautifully said. And, and closely related to that, something I personally believe, I read somewhere, and I think it's true, that if you're really committed to a goal, if you're totally committed to a goal and you stay focused on that goal, the people that you need to help you reach that goal come into your life.
2: Yes. Yes, they do. I believe that too, and it's a, it, it's a wonderful thing, and I think um, um, life is all about uh, setting goals, and I think uh, running for me is a good reminder that you can accomplish anything you set your mind to. Set a goal, work hard, be driven, go for it, and I'm so thankful for this opportunity to run in Boston. It's been a dream of mine for several years, and uh, it was a great experience to, to qualify for that. And I'm very excited and looking forward to running the streets of Boston. And, and uh, they say it's not too often you get a standing ovation from over 500,000 people. <laughs> so, well,
0: we who are not runners are in awe of those of you who are. And all we can say is Godspeed. And we'll, we'll thank you. metaphorically be there uh, as part of the aid station along the route.
2: Well, that's nice. Thank you.
0: And we'll be back with the remaining portions of Stray Talk after we pause for these messages.
3: Welcome to McKenna's on the Bay, where fine dining is complemented with a breathtaking view. McKenna's is a restaurant of incredible ambiance providing service and cuisine with style, class, and romance. The menu offers a variety of appetizers, serious seafood, prime steaks, and oyster bar, and specialty entrees for either lunch or dinner. McKenna's on the Bay features patio dining, nightly entertainment, and two banquet facilities. No matter what your occasion, McKenna's on the Bay is like being on vacation.
1: more motivating than a great
0: barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company.
2: Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan.
0: As I've said before, I think Long Beach is wise in having an independently elected city auditor, one of the few cities in California that does that. I think we're also fortunate in having in that office now a person of the quality of, of Laura Dowd performing the functions on behalf of the city in the, in the, in uh, with the integrity and the uh, dedication that, that she has, uh, so we thank you for that, Laura. Thank you. Uh, are you an optimist? Uh, we're going through tough times now. Uh, just give us a quick take. Are you an optimist about the future? Are we going to get out of this?
2: I think we are. I think I, you know, I am an optimist, and the city has been through hard times in the past. The council has shown they can make tough decisions. Uh, so I think, you know, yes, as city leaders, that we'll come together and find a way uh, to make this all work. And again, uh, technology, uh, strategies, equipment, things are continually improving, and so we need to be aggressive with uh, new technologies and finding better ways to serve the citizens.
0: Well, we wish you Godspeed in your task of finding every dollar that the city is owed and uh, maximizing the revenues and uh, finding new sources of revenue through... Uh, suggested management changes as you have so successfully in the past.
2: Thank you very much.
0: And thank you all for being our guests. Please join us next week uh, for the next edition of Straight Talk. We have some exciting news. The Chancellor of the CSU System, Charlie Reed, will be our guest. Good night, everyone. Thanks for watching. Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, the Press Telegram, And remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.